What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of the Draining Jimmy's podcast. Hopefully, everyone's been enjoying their weekend. Uh, lots to cover on today's episode of the podcast, mostly focusing on college football playoffs as well as the World Cup uh, and also my NFL picks, like I do every episode. But it has been an exciting World Cup, to say the least. A few upsets. I will talk about my results with the group stages. Uh, yesterday was Championship Saturday, so lots of stuff going on in college football. Uh, Friday, we had the USC uh, Pac-12 Championship against Utah, which did not go USC's way. I'll get to that momentarily. And also my picks from the week before. So I am going to start off with my picks uh, for today's games as well as my picks review my picks from the week before uh, went four and one which I was very happy about I, I was it was a good week compared to the weeks before um, I remember last week I chose Miami Ravens Ch- uh, Chargers Chiefs and the Eagles and well let's just say the only game that disappointed was the ravens and the jags and if you watched that game last week actually even the chargers and cardinals game was good as well both ending within one point of each other but if you watch the ravens jaguars game uh trevor lawrence definitely probably one of the best games that he's played in his career and definitely one of the best comebacks i've seen him play even including his time at clemson uh, definitely scoring that one and going for the two-point conversion to win it. Um, Jags have been up in as much as their record's been there. They have had some talent. They, they are a very good team. Well, they're in the right direction, to say the least. Uh, growing pains, to say the least, with that roster, but they're definitely going to start making some right decisions going forward. But going 4-1, which was good, um, we're still hoping for 5-0, which I haven't done in a while. Uh, but Miami beating Houston, Chargers winning 25-24 over the Cardinals, Chiefs and Rams. Rams are definitely going to be in a little bit of a situation going on for the rest of the season. Matt Stafford's out with a neck injury and probably done for the year. So looks like the defending Super Bowl champions are not going to be going to the playoffs, let alone repeating as the champions uh which you know when you look at my uh nfc west predictions was kind of hard to predict but that's how that's how anything can go in the nfl how any season can go when you're looking at injuries anything to affect uh the progress or how your season is going to go going forward and then lastly eagles over the packers uh jalen hurts and this eagles team despite losing uh, two weeks ago, looks like they've been getting back slowly uh, with the close one with the Colts the week before, and now with the Packer or being in the Packers, they did take Aaron Rodgers out, got a nice big hit on him where he left the game. Uh, Jordan Love came in, got them within a close to try and at least make it, but they did fall short. But again, Packers Eagles was a good game to watch with the Eagles continuing on their domination of the NFC. Uh, so 4-1 and one was my final. I have my game picks for today. Yes, I'm usually doing podcasts on Saturday where it's in time where you can hear my picks, but I'm not doing that today, obviously. Uh, just one of those Saturdays where you just sit back and catch up on watching college football, watching the World Cup, which has been great. Uh, but going with my games today, going with the Packers over the Bears, going with the Lions over the Jags, 
Yes, the Jags had a great game, but today we get to see what Jamison Williams does, their first-round pick out of Alabama for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Seahawks, I'm going with them over the Rams, obviously with Stafford being gone. They're not having the season that they are, so we will see how that goes. Now, the Rams kind of do need to give some or get some wins when you look at it here, especially with the picks that they gave to Detroit. So we're seeing that. So <laughs> the more they win, they should you know, not give Detroit the better pick. But Seahawks are the better team. They're fighting to get into the playoffs, win the division, have them over the Rams, uh, KC over the Bengals. And then lastly, I have the Dolphins over the 49ers. Uh, Dolphins have been good. They've definitely been one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, but those are my picks for the week hopefully for a 5-0 currently sitting at 37 22 and 1 which is okay it you know we always hope for a perfect uh, record right now but we know that can never happen usually when you're trying to predict wins in sports but uh it's going to be it's going to be an interesting day as we're coming down to the wire you're going to see those teams uh, fighting for playoff spots, every win starts mattering, positioning. It, it's it's do or die now. It, it is. And obviously my predictions haven't gone the way it has. Titans still leading the South. Chiefs are still the best team in the West. Uh, the NFC North is definitely domination by the Vikings. Packers are going to do their best to try and fight uh, to get to that playoffs. The Lions can be pretty good. They went on a nice little win, three-game win streak. Uh, a couple weeks ago, which came to the end when they lost to the Bills. Uh, the AF, the NFC East, at one point right now, I believe it's still, i got to double-check their record, but if the playoffs ended today, all four teams are in the playoffs. They are. Uh, Giants have kind of taken a couple steps back. Washington Commanders are starting to move up and showing what they can do with Taylor Heineke. So it's definitely looking like it's going to be an all-NFC East playoff as of right now. Anything can change over the next couple weeks. Anything can happen. Uh, That's just the way it works in the world of sports. Uh, But going to now the college football playoffs. Uh, Today is Selection Sunday, which means in a couple hours we're going to find out which of the top four are going to the college football playoffs. Now, this was also championship weekend, conference championships. We had the Pac-12 go Friday. We had the rest go yesterday, the ACC, the SEC, Big 12, Big 10, uh, the MAC. all good, great games. Uh, two games that were a lot of focus on were definitely uh, the SEC, the Big 10, the Big 12, and also the Pac-12 championships. Why? Because they all had playoff implications. If all four teams win, they're all going to the playoffs, and it's not really much of a discussion for the podcast when we already know who the Final Four are. But TCU did fall in overtime to Kansas State. USC fell to Utah in a up, not upsetting manner. A well, basically, Utah beat beat the crap out of them. That's what I'm saying. I, I know multiple times on this episode, on this podcast, I have discussed how. USC's defense has been their greatest weakness, and we saw that greatest weakness show up on Saturday, on Friday night. 27-24 was the final score of that game. Anyone can talk about, yes, the way they started off the Trojans. They were off the bat. At one point, it was 17-3, looking like they were just going to just coast through them and on their way to a Pac-12 championship. But Caleb Hurts kind of got injured with an ankle. 
He wasn't used, able to use his legs. They, they didn't really run the ball much. But I'm going to give credit to Utah. I, I am. It's They had both sides of the ball playing well. Rising is a good quarterback, and their defense shut down USC. They did. They, they contained Caleb Williams. Yes, he had the injury, but they didn't give any lanes for the rushing. They held their wide receivers, barely anything. Jordan Addison didn't do much. Williams wasn't there. But the one thing was, was USC's defense. And yes, I was criticizing the game on Twitter, and it looked like USC forgot how to play defense, and that's what it looked like. Three plays USC had where touchdowns went for 50-plus yards. Big plays. Now, uh, first and 10 went for uh, 60 yards. It was on a touchdown by the tight end. A running back in the fourth quarter went out for 53 yards. The turning of events for this USC team was when it was third and 19, and they give up a 57-yard touchdown reception. The wide receiver, inside wide receiver, runs a very simple post. And what, you don't want to tackle? You try to go for the ball. That's the one thing I noticed with some of the DBs and linebackers with this uh, USC defenses. They weren't going for the tackle. They were going for the ball. They're trying to do the turnovers. Take them to the ground. Third and 19, though, but broke two tackles and then went off for the remainder and scored the touchdown. That basically was the dictation of that game with USC's defense. And it was tough to watch. It really was. You had them stopped on 30-19 and they go off and score a touchdown, which I believe ended up tying the game. That's That was the kicker right there. And USC tried to get it close. It was 27-24 at one point. And then the 60-yarder the TD with the tight end and then the uh, 50-yard run that they had in the fourth quarter. Just put away the game. USC's defense was their weakness all season. We saw it with Cal. We saw it with UCLA. uh, We saw it against Oregon State uh, as well. But again, this team struggled to get tackles. Even again, when they played Utah the first time, just couldn't make a play. Sometimes their their linebacker... I, I can go on, and right now I kind of lost a little bit of a mumble there when discussing about that, but when you looked at when they drop back in passes, sometimes they just had it open right between the linebackers and the safety, no zone or anything covered. When they went to man, they couldn't even cover them. Zone defense was not their friend, and kudos to Rising and the Utah team. I'm not taking anything away from what they did. They they beat the crap out of USC. They did. They won, and I conceded when I was watching the game when there's still seven minutes left. USC couldn't make a stop. They couldn't. You, you can have Caleb Williams score seven touchdowns, but if they can't do anything to stop the opposing offense, then why? What was, like, what are you trying to do? That's what we're looking at here. But again, uh, I was happy with USC's season. Obviously, with the year that they had the year before, to get them close to a berth at a college championship or college football playoffs. Not only that, um, even at a Pac-12 championship, just the turnaround that they had. And Caleb Williams had probably the best season a quarterback has had since Sam Darnold, which was just remarkable. Over 4,000 yards passing, 37 TDs, just remarkable. Not only that, what he did on the ground with his legs. 
He was just incredible to see Caleb Williams, and he's back for one more year. So we'll see how this USC team adapts for next season. We'll see what they do on defense. They're going to get a bowl game. They are. They're still going to get that. That's what we're seeing here. But right now, it was a good season when you look at it all. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm going to be discussing that momentarily, who I think is going to the playoffs. It's pretty predictable now when you look at it. Uh, But right now, USC did have a successful season. Uh, For fan standards, it it should have been more. It would have been great to see them within one year go from not even getting a bowl game to now here we are uh, getting close to a playoff round or first round in the playoffs, which would have been great to see. It it would have. Uh, But right now, it's, it's right now waiting to see who goes to the playoffs. And again, it wasn't just the Pac-12 that I'm going to talk about. We had the Big 12 championship where TCU lost. TCU lost in overtime to Kansas State. And big stop by Kansas State. Just big on that first drive in overtime uh, with TCU. It, it was just incredible. And then they go on to kick the field goal in overtime to win. So Kansas State, you do have two upsets at the end of the day. Two, two upsets that were huge. Now, what does this do for the rankings? Um, why am I now also bringing up Michigan's game and Georgia? Well, those two teams dominated and won. They went out on what they needed to do. They showed why they're in the college football playoffs. And obviously, we had two teams on the outside looking in, Ohio State and Alabama. Yes, even Alabama was still considered potentially being, potentially being considered to be back in the playoffs, despite their record. And I've gone in here and defended Alabama multiple times. They're a good program. I know it's Nick Saban, but when you look at Tennessee and when you looked at the loss to LSU, like, I'm not taking their wins away from them. They won those games hands down. But the Tennessee game, when I talked about it, you, you, you're you on, what, first and 10, and you run three pass plays, and all you need to do is get 20 yards. Like, let's take a look. And you still had a minute and a half left on the clock. Like there were there were some errors there in that Tennessee game, and there were some errors when they played LSU. Did Bama play down to some of their teams this year? Yes, we saw it with against Texas. Texas exposed a few things with Alabama with how close that game was, and then Tennessee and LSU took advantage of those weaknesses, and we saw what happened going forward. Is Alabama getting into the playoffs? I don't think so. They're they're going to be probably five. What's going to happen now is one and two are going to be the same. Georgia's still number one. They dominated LSU in the SEC championship. And then Michigan beat Purdue. They dominated them as well. So you have one and two right there. No matter what, Michigan was never going to be number one in the rankings. Despite them blowing out Ohio State last week, who was number two at the time, and they were number three, they weren't going to overlap Georgia. They're definitely not going to have a potential, you know, title game between two at two and three if anything happened today in the sec but again uh georgia will be number one uh michigan will be number two and then looking at three and four tcu had an undefeated season going into today so they're number three they're probably just going to drop down to four they're in the playoffs what duggan and this team has done all season has just been remarkable the game against baylor uh a week ago was just remarkable to see with the walk-off kick it was. It was incredible to see. But again, it's it's TCU at four, which leaves who's at number three. 
why not give it back to the former number one two team in the country who was at number five last week or at number five this week it's going to be ohio state there, there's and why not put it as a semifinal? or what's going to happen is actually yeah that's the thing here's the thing maybe it doesn't change at all maybe tcu still stays at number five at number three maybe that's what this maybe that's what the committee looks at they, they had a close game they lost by three to a top 10 team kansas was ranked number 10 and also my predictions last week i was off by one team which i'm okay with um usually i'm kind of dead on sometimes but again going back you have tcu maybe three and number four you just put in ohio state why not have georgia well actually you know what depends what the committee wants and even still you can have a big 10 and national championship title right there for let's let's look at it here so georgia goes one we'll see that there georgia one michigan two and then you have uh tcu three and ohio state four maybe that's how the committee looks at it there's gonna be no change in the top three yes tcu loses its first game but they didn't lose in big blowout fashion. They, they faced a good team, and it was the same team that they just beat barely a couple weeks ago. They beat them by 10 when everyone had TC ranking them and blowing them out. We know how good Kansas State can be. But you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not going to be the same one, two, and three. Maybe what could happen is it's going to be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, and TCU 4, like I was saying at the start of the segment. But that's what it could be. Number five is going to be Alabama. Alabama is going to miss the playoffs. They, they do. There's, there's no way TCU is now missing the playoffs. No, not after losing to Kansas State. USC, no way they're getting it. Not with that. TCU is going to probably be about, or not TCU, USC is going to probably be um, sitting at 7-8 now. Utah State definitely deserves, actually, you know what? I, I would say USC 9, give Utah State 8. That's what I would say. USC may be out of the top 10, but no. Uh, Kansas State, Utah State will be in the top 10 for the rankings, and I'll do my Twitter prediction uh, very soon as well. But right now is what we're going to say. So I'm going to go back, and you know what? I'm going to stick with originally what I'm going to say. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, TCU 4. TCU does not miss it. We're going to have a repeat of, well, the big, like, of the big matchup at Thanksgiving, which is Ohio State versus Michigan in the first round of the playoffs, and then uh, T- uh, Georgia versus TCU in the first round. That's what we're going to see. Because you know what's going to happen. The committee is going to want a Big Ten team in the national title, and they also want Georgia back as well. They're the defending champions, and they have played remarkable ball this season. They have. Does TCU have a chance? Ye- no. I do. Like they've been playing great football, but Georgia is just all around good. And you know what? Max Duggan may have solidified himself as the Heisman winner yesterday for what he did. He had over 110 yards on the ground rushing, which was just incredible. And his TD run, run got him to the overtime. So we'll see. We will. So again, Georgia won, Michigan two, Ohio State three, and then uh, TCU four. That's what it is. They're still going to give TCU a chance. Yeah, they are. It's like Cincinnati over the last few years when they were having undefeated seasons and they were getting unlucky in getting into the top four when they did the rankings. The only undefeated team in the top 10 
and they weren't getting any respect for the top four until last year, and that's what we saw. But here we are. Um, we'll see how it goes. So five will be Bama. Uh, Clemson's probably going to get bumped up. Penn State's probably, like, when you're looking at the rankings, not many teams played because they didn't qualify for their conference championships. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Again, I'll redo my top ten predictions. But USC will probably be eight or nine. Uh, I'm going to give love to Kansas State and Utah for what they've done. Uh, Utah is definitely should be above USC in the rankings. Uh, Kansas State is definitely going to probably be up there as well. Clemson did win their conference title as well in a good, incredible fashion. So we'll see those teams go. Now, the one thing is I was reading, watching Rich Eisen earlier this week, and he threw a bone like, why should the conference championships matter in terms of rankings? That's what we're looking at here. Why should they matter? Because every team that's trying to vie for a playoff spot, for example, Ohio State and Alabama, didn't even make it to theirs. They didn't. The SEC was LSU and Georgia. LSU beat Alabama to get to them, and LSU was ranked 14th. That's the thing. Now, if LSU beats Georgia, well, that could affect the playoff rankings, but it wasn't going to. But again, it's question is now, do, should they include the conference championship in their decisions when looking at it? Especially, especially when you're considering Ohio State and Alabama couldn't even get to theirs. They, they, they couldn't. So we will see how it goes. But again, I'm still sticking with my four, and I'll go with my rest of the ranking. So including five, you're looking at, again, Bama at five, TCU four, Ohio State three, Michigan two, and then Georgia one. That's your top five. Six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, uh, I've already thrown there. I've, I've mentioned Utah. I've mentioned Clemson. Uh, USC is definitely going to be at the bottom. We'll see what happens with Penn State because they didn't play this weekend. So we will see how everything gets rearranged. That's what we have to do. And you're going to give credit to those that won their titles. They, they should. Utah, again, handled USC. If USC is going to, they're going to get a bowl game. At the end of it, they're getting one. Uh, but USC will probably just finish 10th. In my opinion, they'll probably finish 10th in the finals for the selection. And we'll see. Will, they'll get a good bowl game. And that's what it is. But we'll see. Selections today, so we'll see how that all goes out. It's going to be a good one. It is. It really is going to be a, a good decision. What the, I don't know. How should I, re, how should I rephrase that? It's definitely going to be an interesting game, day. It shouldn't be a good one. It should be an interesting one to look at that. It is. And the community's got a tough one. But one and two is simple. It's a matter of what do you think at three and what do you think at four. I know they already know they have their third on Mac with TCU, but like, where, where are you going to put Ohio State? So we'll see. I think they're going to look at the record. But again, I think Ohio State will be three, TCU four. They're, they definitely won one of the Big Ten in the national championship. And is that going to be Ohio State or Michigan? And the, because they don't want a Big Ten final. That's what you're looking at here. When you look at it all, they don't want a Big Ten final for the national championship, which you could potentially have. But what you're going to have is you want Georgia back there, and then you're going to want Michigan or Ohio State there. That's what you're looking at for college football. We'll, we'll see how it goes. You, you, we, we don't know. The committee's got a tough decision. We do. USC will not be in the playoffs. We'll see what next year brings for them. But overall, again, good season for USC. And we'll see how the committee decides today with it. It's, it's, I'm sure they already have it. It's just 
a decision on when you're reviewing records. That's what it is. All right, let's get to the biggest discussion that's been going on all week, and that was the World Cup. And it has been a good World Cup. I did mention last episode uh, kind of the inconsistencies with VAR and the refs. Have we seen that change? It's been a little bit better, a little bit more consistent. I know every ref will be different, uh, but the group stage is done. We've already had two knockout games. We have one going on right now, uh, France. And let me just pull up my little prediction sheet or sheet that I have. We have France and Poland going on now. England and Senegal is going uh, and later on this afternoon, which I'll be watching. That will be both matches are going to be great. Poland has been very good. Poland's goalie has been remarkable this season. Or not this season, uh, this tournament has made two key penalty stops. That's two. Just remarkable on what they did. A big one against Mexico. And then let me just take a look here. They were playing. I'm just looking at my notes right now because I'm all over. Um, They had Argentina. Sorry. They had a key one against Mexico. And they had another one against Argentina there as well. So remarkable what they did. So just to reevaluate my group stage. Um, actually, one I'm going to double check to make sure that uh, Poland did play Argentina in that last game, but they had two first game against Mexico, second one on their final game as well. But uh, going back to it at the group stage, just a remarkable f- first games. Now, um, obviously, every, two teams from each group go through and. Right now, I'm just going to review who I had again. Um, so Group A, I had Senegal, Netherlands. B, USA, England and USA. Uh, C, I had Argentina and Mexico. Group D, I had France and Denmark. Group E, Spain and Germany. Group F, I had uh, Belgium and Croatia. Group G, I had Brazil and uh, Serbia. And then Portugal and Uruguay were going to go uh, through the final group. Obviously, that did not go through. So, was I perfect with my predictions? Was I? Um, well, obviously, no. I did not go 16 for 16 to know my teams. Went 11 for 16. So, I had five teams that did not make it through. Group A, I was correct, with Netherlands finishing one, Senegal finishing two. Group B, same thing. England finishing one, USA finishing two. Wales, Obviously, on the first day, you know, tying USA, which was good. And then, obviously, you know, they played well against England, but they fell short with Iran. Uh, Group C, I had Argentina finishing one, and I had Mexico going two, like I said. But Poland, again, remarkable uh, keeping, finishing at the second spot. So they're going through, they're going to be, they're actually playing France as we're talking. Group D, uh, France, again, after two wins, already straight through um but australia definitely played well they, they they did and just taking a look here uh just going back through some of the matches just pulling up uh so obviously denmark falling against france to one just going back to the first one that's where i'm just going to take a look here um france australia tying so denmark tying their first match losing to france and then going up against, I believe it was Australia in that final 
group stage, so I'm just pulling this up here. So I do apologize for the lag as well, just going through my notes. Yes. Um, oops, sorry. Let me, let me just take a look here. Went a little too far with my notes. Uh, that was Canada, Morocco, which I'll get to momentarily. Uh, yeah, Australia in the final group, final day of matching, beating Denmark to get that second spot. So Australia snuck in, uh, one in there. Uh, going to Group E. Now, when I was doing my pregame or my preview of the World Cup, I had mentioned that Japan will be a dark horse. And guess what? The dark horse made it through. Um, upsetting Germany as well. And I, and I did say that, hey, watch out for Japan. Uh, Japan finished number one in their group, Group E. Spain finished number two. Now, what does this mean going forward? I'll talk about that in the moment. But again, just... Japan being a dark horse in that group, definitely coming or definitely coming out with a the top in that group, and just playing very well overall in this tournament, and that's what it is. You have to play very well. Now they're playing Croatia next, and I will go over with the remainder of my knockout stages because now things have changed with the knockout. Obviously, not every team that I predicted went through. And now let me just take a look at Japan again. They had one loss. Uh, they ended up beating, uh, losing to Costa Rica. So I'm just going to pull up actually all of their matchups right here. So I do again apologize again when you're going through all this group stages and matchups here. Uh, so, oops, did my computer just freeze as I'm doing this? No, it did not. So uh, Japan obviously beating Germany 2 1. They lose 1 0 to. Uh, Costa Rica, like I mentioned, 1-0. And then going to the final games uh, here, beating Spain 2-1 and beating a tough Spain team and then taking over the group. So going 2-0-1, just a good, remarkable, uh, just remarkable what they did in Germany, falling close, um, just not meeting up to their expectations and how well they have played. Again, they're out for another World Cup. Uh, going to Group F, this is Canada now. Uh, everyone was excited to have them here. And there was a team in there that was disappointing, Belgium. Obviously, I had everyone had high hopes. They were the second-ranked team in the world. Um, but unfortunately, a team that I slept on in this group, Morocco, um, ended up winning the group. Uh, they just played very well. They, they did. Uh, Croatia finished second in the group. Uh, they they did play they played well they they tied uh, Belgium on Tuesday uh, they were almost basically in uh, Canada eliminated after getting blown out by Croatia four uh, two which you know it, it sucks it, it really does and I know a lot of people started not four two four one um, it, it was it was tough for Canada it, it really was um, did I have them going forward I kind of mentioned that they were going to kind of be a potential dark horse and i did sleep on morocco i, I really did um, but you kind of kind of knew what the tone was going to be when you saw the missed penalty in that first game against belgium and belgium gave them credit what it was doing they kept up with them uh, but we saw the weaknesses that canada had in their game and it was exposed by croatia when they beat them out 4-1 but canada got their first goal ever at a world cup which was great you can mark that down as an accomplishment. They got their second goal when they played uh, against uh, Morocco. 
But again, Morocco finishing number one, which was just incredible to see. They beat up Belgium 2-0. So you already have two wins there. And let me just double check the last game because it was Germany. No, Uh, it was Germany versus Morocco in that first game. I'm just going to pull that up here. So I do, again, apologize, just making sure I'm going through all the correct group stages. Where are we here? Uh, Yeah. So Morocco, they drew against Croatia. So they had the two wins and one draw. Seven points, just they were the best team. And I do apologize. I did not have them accomplish, like, being that group, that team in there. But they they came out with it. They did. Canada finishing at the bottom. And I didn't say Canada was going to come through. I said there's maybe a potential. But, again, Belgium um, definitely finishing third in the group. And then you had uh, Morocco one, Croatia two. Uh, going to Group G now, I had Brazil and Serbia. Uh, Brazil finishing top of the group. They were the best team. And then Switzerland coming through with that big win uh, against uh, Serbia on that final day to punch it through to finish second overall. Just a remarkable um, play of events for uh, Switzerland for this tournament. It is. And Serbia for them, like for how good they were coming into it, Um, you know, tying Cameroon did not help. It it didn't, um, like, you know, falling short, uh, for that first game as well when they were playing, uh, Brazil, like they they lost two, nothing to Brazil, tying Cameroon didn't help. And then getting beat pretty badly against, uh, Switzerland. Actually, I shouldn't say pretty, like pretty badly. That's a poor choice of words. It was a great game to watch, but again, um, Serbia, like as much as they're great on offense, you can compete with the, the, the offense of Switzerland, which was able to match up and go. Um, Switzerland was able to rebuttal against every goal scored against them. They, they were able to do that. And, you know, Serbia, you know, there's chances there. They did have the lead at one point, but watching the final game, it was, you know, it was theirs to lose. It, it was. So, but again, Brazil was the best point. Congratulations to Cameroon on um, beating Brazil in that final. That final goal was just incredible to see. It really was. Um, but again, uh, Switzerland, they played very well. It's going to be a good matchup between them and Portugal in the next round. Uh, but again, it was it was good to see. And then going to the final group, Group H. Yes, I mentioned Portugal in the next one. Uh there's a team there that I also kind of slept on as well in that group, South, uh, the Korea Republic, or sorry, well, South Korea, Korea Republic. Um, it was it, it was a good group to watch. It was. Uruguay falling short um, in that final. Obviously, they did beat Ghana to try and get through, but Korea coming out with a win against Portugal. Portugal finishing one, Korea finishing two, and going to the next round of the knockout stages. It, it was good to see. It was. And you know what? Uruguay, you know, a lot of pressure there. And you know what? To be, uh, when it got to, after the second game of of the of the group stages, I did feel like Ghana could have potentially gotten through. I, I really did. And Ghana, you know, they were uh, under the radar when they played against Portugal that first game. They, they were able to come out with one against South Korea, uh, three and two. But just, you know, South Korea was just a very good team. And, and you know, and that's me uh, going under the radar as well. And let me just pull up here. Uh, yeah, so Ghana beating South Korea 3-2. 
And then just going to that first game as well. Let me just go back to the first because we had Ghana and Korea. And what was the final score of Uruguay? And I think they drew that first match. Uh, Portugal versus, yeah. Or sorry, Portugal won against Ghana in the first one, 3-2. But yeah, Uruguay, South Korea uh, with a draw and a loss. So win, draw, loss. For them, that big win for South Korea over Portugal to get them a ticket through the round of 16. So definitely great to see. Now, uh, round of 16, we've already had two games already go through. Uh, we had Argentina and Argentina versus uh, Australia, which went yesterday. And then we had Netherlands versus the U.S. Um, like as much as a lot of high hopes were on the U.S., Netherlands, Netherlands was just a dominant team. They was. And all the goals that the U.S. gave up, it looked like the defense was like a little lost when they were trying to figure out where the goals were coming from. Uh, and then Argentina, Australia, 2-1 was the score, but Australia came close to tying it at the end. Within the final minutes, it came close. So Argentina came away with a nice win, but it was very close to come through. And between them and Argentina, now it's Netherlands, Argentina for the quarterfinals. That's going to be a good one as well. Um, so I'm going to see, uh, well, I have Argentina winning that one. I have Argentina going to the next round, uh, which would be the semifinals, which, you know, I'll, I'll go over my round of 16 uh, matchups now. So Netherlands, U.S. have already gone through. They've won. Argentina, Australia have already done and went through. Uh, so Netherlands, Argentina are in the next round. Uh, for the quarters, uh, I have France playing Poland today, or they're playing right now. I have France winning that. England versus Senegal. England's going to win that group. Uh, the next matchup, Japan versus Croatia. Um, originally, it was Croatia versus Germany. I have Croatia winning that matchup against Japan. Brazil versus Korea. Brazil with that one. Uh, then you have Morocco versus Spain. I'm going to go with Spain with that one. Then you have Portugal versus Switzerland. I still have Portugal going through to the next one. So my quarterfinals will look like Netherlands, Argentina, Brazil versus Croatia, Portugal versus Spain, and France versus England. Um, and then going forward, semifinals, it will be uh, Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, France, France and then Portugal versus Brazil uh, in the finals with uh, with Portugal winning. So that was your my final matchup. Still going to go with Portugal as the winner for the World Cup. Uh, but I do like my final four still, uh, even updated with changes. Originally, it was uh, Denmark, Brazil, Portugal, and France as my final four for the World Cup, World Cup semifinals. Uh, but definitely going to be looking forward to seeing the matchups here. Uh, though, actually, should go back Japan, Croatia. Look at that one. That's going to be a great matchup to see. Even probably Morocco in Spain is going to be a close one as well. Uh, when you're looking at those games to watch, um, but I think France is definitely going to be having a good game against them. But right now, it's currently tied at the 28th minute between them and Poland. But again, Poland's keeper has been remarkable. It's definitely the reason why they're still in this World Cup and helped them get to the top group as top in their group. It was just remarkable to see what they did. Um, sorry. Yeah, sorry. My apologies. Not top in the group, uh, second in their group overall um, with Argentina. Uh, sorry, with uh, 
yeah, Argentina finishing one. My apologies, but again, still keeping them in for a lot of games. They, they did. They, they got them to where they were. And just remarkable defense as well. But it, we'll see how everything goes. It's going to be an exciting knockout stage. It re- really, really is. But that's it for today's episode of the podcast. Um, I will be back next week with a new one, catching up on the knockout stages for the World Cup. We'll definitely probably be at the quarterfinals with the next episode. I'm going to catch up on some hockey, catch up on some NBA. The rappers have been up and down. Actually, when you look at the, the standings right now, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, do catch up on some baseball free agency as well. Recap my NFL picks. Look at the college football ranking playoffs, which right now they're going on the selection process. So we'll find out who the top four are going forward and also look at the remainder as well. Bowl matchups too. That's kind of what we're looking forward to as well. Like December, it's going to be bowl games up until we see the semifinals uh, for the college football playoffs, which usually go on around new year's Eve. So looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun over the next little month with all this college football. Uh, But again, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This is the Training Jimmy's Podcast. (laughs) 